This conference will now be recorded. Hi everyone, it's Andy Robbins with Metagenics again, and uh, I'm coming at you from Warsaw, Indiana today. I'm traveling, my travels take me far and wide as you know, and I'm in a beautiful hotel room, but it's right outside um, uh, Highway 30, uh, just so I can almost uh, spit and hit Highway 30, so if we have to put up with a little road noise and what have you, we'll, we'll forgive that. What we're going to do today is uh, review a little bit more information about neurological support and uh, there's some new things in the pipeline and in fact already arrived that I'm very excited about and uh, so this session I'm just going to talk a little bit about preventing brain shrinkage and supporting cognitive health. So let's get going. So as you probably know, the brain begins shrinking at about 40 years of age, give or take. And you can see with this image, the image on the right, that there is significant brain shrinkage there. You see in that uh, area right under the red arrow there, that hollowed outlook uh, that uh, in uh, comparison to the left side, and that's a significant brain shrinkage that's what i'm talking about is the uh, the brain does begin to shrink at a certain age and that rate of shrinkage seems to accelerate with age and that's probably known by all of you listening uh, but the research does bear that out you see there on the screen that the average person may lose as much as a half percent of their brain mass every year and then the older a person gets the the faster that rate of degeneration seems to go. Uh, in, a, in addition to that, atrophy of specific brain regions has been associated with a variety of cognitive, behavioral, and mental health problems, and shrinkage of the temporal lobes, for example, is associated with a 181% increase in the risk of major depression. So that's just massive and shocking. So we certainly want to try to prevent that for our own health and the health of our loved ones, but also, of course, your patients. So on that note, let's talk a little bit about the role of fish oil and rethinking DHA. Now, the reason I put it that way, rethinking DHA, is because I think that some people maybe have thought of DHA as simply secondary to EPA, almost EPA's little brother or something, or or stepchild, if you want to use those terms, because typically in an EPA DHA type of fish oil product, the EPA is usually listed first and it's more potent. And the reason it is, is because those ratios that come right out of the fish is a little stronger, not by much, but is a little stronger with the EPA. So as it comes right out of the fish, if you were to measure the EPA and the DHA without any type of processing whatsoever, uh, the percentages of EPA and DHA would be 18% of the EPA and 12% of the DHA of all the different marine lipids that appear in fish oil. And of course, the, uh, the research has uh, focused on just standard fish oil with those kind of ratios in mind. And the uh, body of evidence where fish oil is concerned now is massive. I think most of you know it's about 50,000 studies strong now. But in recent years, the research has begun to focus on the individual roles and benefits of EPA and DHA by themselves. And it's the DHA that definitely shows the, uh, the more significant benefit 
where cognitive issues are concerned, memory, and really neurological health and support in general. So again, as my slide indicates, DHA is not just a sidekick to EPA. Um, higher intakes of omega-3s and particularly the DHA have been associated with healthy cognitive function. So in one study, as an example, higher DHA and EPA were positively associated with indices of cognitive performance and scores of tests for visual memory, executive function, and abstract thinking, with DHA once again showing the stronger association. Omega-3s, again in general, but particularly the DHA, have been shown to support the maintenance of healthy brain and gray matter volume and brain structure, and in several cohort studies, lower omega-3 status was associated with lower total brain, hippocampal, and gray matter volume, and higher white matter hyperintensity with DHA, once again, showing the greatest effect. Now, by the way, um, we hear a lot of people when talking about brain and cognitive health mention gray matter, but I don't hear white matter come up that often. And I think that's just as important as gray matter because if you were to liken the gray matter to a computer, well, the white matter would be more like the cables that connect everything and transmit signals. So a patient can have the healthiest gray matter in the world, but if they don't have healthy white matter, well, it doesn't matter <laughs> uh, because the gray matter can't transmit signals without healthy white matter. Well, the reason I bring that up is because obviously uh, DHA supports all of those areas. So very, very important here. So as you see there in the abstract that I pulled off of PubMed on the, um, uh, the slide there, um, they state in this abstract that um, new oils containing higher quantities of DHA compared with DHA uh, are now appearing on the market. And Metagenics did this too. Um, at, at one point, Metagenics had a DHA-only formula like many other companies have. And I guess that's well and good uh, for certain applications, but my issue with that for uh, forever, since uh, those products started appearing on the market is, well, that's fine for certain applications, but with cognitive decline with age, there needs to be some EPA on board because EPA has an anti-inflammatory benefit. And with things like Alzheimer's disease and uh, you know cognitive decline with age in general, there is an inflammatory component to that. As a matter of fact, Alzheimer's disease, as I think many of you know, has been called uh, type three diabetes. So, uh, you know, there's definitely an inflammatory component at work there. Going on with some other quotes out of the PubMed article that you're looking at there, um, the title of which is, How Does High DHA Fish Oil Affect Health? A systemic, or a systematic rather, a systematic review of evidence. They go on to state that um, the, uh, this systematic review focuses on the effects of DHA, high DHA, they say, fish oils on various human health conditions, such as the heart and cardiovascular system, the brain and visual function, inflammation and immune function, and growth body mass index. And they go on to state that um, DHA is effective and beneficial, uh, is, a, is a beneficial bioactive compound for heart, cardiovascular, and brain function with different and at times complementary effects compared with EPA. Um, 
EPA, or I'm sorry, DHA, has also been reported to be effective in slowing the rate of cognitive decline. So again, the research is very, very clear now. So in addressing this need then for higher DHA, while not ignoring the EPA, I'm very, very excited that there is a new product now that is very DHA heavy, 750 milligrams of DHA per capsule with a, uh, an amount of EPA that's also very effective in helping to uh, support the anti-inflammatory effect that a patient with cognitive decline would need. Now, there are certain drugs out there that uh, are basically fish oil. Most of them are about a gram of fish oil. Um, and uh, there are certain EPA and DHA products now that are even more than that. Um, so the, the product uh, the, in question here that has the higher DHA is 1.3 grams of total marine lipids uh, per capsule. And uh, that's really, really a, a very strong product per capsule, especially in taking into consideration that 750 milligrams of that is nothing but DHA with the other supporting marine lipids and EPA along with it. So for those of you that have already been used to using fish oil uh, in your practices for a number of different applications, when you use fish oil for a neurological application, brain health, eye health, et cetera, well, it's a no-brainer now, <laughs> pardon the pun, that you would use something like this with these kinds of ratios for those neurological applications. So very, very excited that this is now available. If you have any questions on that, I'm happy to take your emails, your calls. Um, I'll be talking with many of you face-to-face, -face, so you can ask me then. But uh, if you wish to know more, um, I'm happy to discuss some more of the research, uh, the product information, um, if you want to call me or email me. Okay, so that's all I have today. And we are going to be continuing talking about some really powerful options for neurological support in future podcasts. So stay tuned for those. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon.